and bluey. Merlinoth, Cthulhu, Ryle, Wachnagan, Fatagin. Okay, my. Uh, sorry, I got the stuff out of my throat. Ready to begin. <laughs> it's pronounced Cthulhu. Welcome to Reshoot Amateurs in No Suits. Too many movies to explore. Ruthie, Hector, and Ed laughter till the end. Let's see something never done before. You sound like you're Cthulhu. 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 Welcome to Reshoot, everyone, where we've already lost our minds. <laughs> we also fix bad movies, or just fix movies in general. 2022. Let's try 2020 a second time over. 2022, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, 2022. It's not 2022, it's 2022. Electric 2022. <laughs> yeah. We have a chance. We can make yeah. it better. We Merry New Year, on. Happy Christmas. Happy Crisis. Guys, <laughs> it's January 1st. I don't I'm sorry, and, and all, January, January. I and don't all, hear all the other holidays. I don't yeah. know the names. I don't want to hear any more Christmas stuff for quite a few long time. What about Three Kings Day? That's different. Tres Reyes. Tres Reyes. That's fun. Okay. And, uh, I need to throw some grass outside on a box so the camels can eat. Wait, that's... Yes. That's a thing. Yes, that's a I'm thing. So excited. Instead, instead of leaving cookies for your stupid white fat friend, we leave grass for the camels. Okay, when I was a kid, my dad had us leave out carrots as well as the cookies so that the reindeer could have snacks. It's the same idea. Yeah. Oh. And then he'd nibble on it like on the side so it'd be proof that the reindeer showed up. Yes. All right. Hector, tell us about your movie pick. Hector. Yes, <laughs> yes Ed and Ruthie. The movie that I for sure picked, a hundred percent, not was I lost not shenanigans. I picked the last Lovecraft, Relic of Cthulhu. So what happens in this movie is that there's a relic that'll awaken Cthulhu, and it's in two parts. So the bad guys found the first part, and Miskatonic University, Miskatonic, Miskatonic. How do I say it wrong? Miskatonic University has the second part, and, and they're, they're the good guys, and they're trying to give it to. Uh, the main dude whose name is i want to say jeff yes jeff but jeff is like not a nerd he's almost the opposite of lovecraft because he's not nerdy his friend charlie is so he lives works in an office job selling baskets it's a like a gift delivery service yeah, yeah. and then charlie writes comic books also on, at the time as a side as a side job sorry it's his like side hustle right yeah so they go to they go to their house and then bam this professor is there who's like hey jeff you're this last heir to lovecraft which was a secret we need you to take this relic and hide it at first jeff doesn't believe it until a star spawn comes and starts killing the professor it's the star spawn isn't it the star spawn yeah so they run and they go see paul who is a like a super giga nerd Best character in the movie. Best character in the movie. Him and another character I'll mention later. And uh, after getting him to they after getting him to believe them, because he's like, oh, it's a fake relic. This thing isn't actually real as cool as it would be. Once he believes them, it's like, oh, okay, cool. I know where to go. We had to go find a Captain Olaf. Yes, Captain Olaf. And we he lives in the middle of the desert because he survived a sea encounter 
yeah from Let's these guys and uh yeah ruthie did not vet this movie before picking it nope. which is hilarious um so <laughs> they go on a road trip shenanigans happen paul gets kidnapped for a little bit but then he escapes breaks both of his arms breaks both of his arms which is funny because uh jeff used to bully him and broke both of his arms uh jeff and charlie go meet captain olaf whose encounter was that he was assaulted this is a thing i'm gonna fix he was assaulted by cthulhu or by a fish yeah he just says it's a general fish yeah but it's probably a cthulhu thing because there's fish people in this thing mm-hmm sexually assaulted yes but i it's it i i thought it was obvious oh they all have a big last stand also like a captain olaf has a fish merman friend named gary who he leaves in (laughs) (laughs) he leaves in a he leaves them in like a pool of what looks to be piss and then uh it's it's like like brownish yellow yeah it's salt water but it's like an inflated inflatable kitty pool in the back of like an rv yeah like inside. I completely forgot about Gary. <laughs> How did you forget about Gary? <laughs> Fucking Gary's the best, dude. Oh. Love Gary. Uh so he dies. They they feed they don't get him. They Charlie kills him by accident. <laughs> by, by pouring p- fresh water over him. Drowns him in fresh water. He doesn't drown him. He just puts this like his puts him there and then like it's just the hand, but that's not even enough. And then they fight off. Captain Olaf dies. The three survive. Charlie writes his comic book and then it's like, oh, the university wants this. And Jeff's all of a sudden cool now because he's like a lame kind of like unconfident guy who wanted to get this girl, but didn't even ask her out. And in a surprising twist, he doesn't even talk to her at the end. She was just there for that one scene. That was, That's I think. Right. The... Forgot about the girl. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they all, I guess they're all working for the university now. Cause it's like, yeah, there's another relic. And they go to the Mountains of Madness, which Ruthie really hated because she loves that story and she hates that she thought they might do an adaptation of it. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like a sequel bait, you know? Yeah. The Also, uh, Paul had a grandma who they gave each other, like, sh- just shit talked each other. Also best character Best in the character. Movie. It was, yeah. But yeah, Olaf, grandma were the best characters in the movie. For you. For me, it was Paul and his grandma. Yeah, Paul too, but yeah. And I think Ooh. that's everything. Ooh. We had a cameo also. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to reference. I saw it. I'm like, oh, yeah. The guy, the guy with the glasses. Uh, he's in like, Silicon Valley. He's also a teacher in the new in the new Spider-Man's. I knew. Yes. Yeah. I was like, wait, I know his face. And he's yeah. Paul's friend who they, I think Paul Dungeon Masters for him, which is You like, opened the mask without me? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like what's really weird to see is that he had his, uh, his like, hairdo and like glasses was all silicon valley because silicon valley was still going on at this time where he wasn't as known as an actor the glasses are very similar to the spider-man trilogy but his hair was definitely really different yeah i know but i think the glasses are like what he actually needs to see yeah 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 because yeah i've seen people with those kind of glasses where it like blows up their eyes like makes their eyes much bigger He's probably like probably legally blind without glasses. Probably. But yeah, it was really funny seeing him and just like how much better of an actor he was than everybody else. The line that he dropped with the with like I think your mom your grandma dropped LSD in the breast milk she offered me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> <laughs> 
the one line that like I feel bad for <laughs> laughing at was like smoke. is like he's like, hey, your grandma called me the F slur, although he says the full on word. God, that's pretty anti PC, bro. And like <laughs> I don't know. That was his best line. <laughs> like, oh man. This isn't my usual kind of movie, but God, it was really funny. Yeah. The best part is Ruthie did this to mess with me and Ed. But we both liked it. (laughs) We both liked it. She hated like every minute of it. I like, okay, I hate the beginning like half, except for the grandma scene. And then the second half, it it, it comes around back to being a good, bad movie. Okay. It's it's really funny. Problem is though, to fix it, I had to become someone else. (laughs) We had to engage in a But what is there to fix? Uh, I I just changed a few jokes. I tried yeah. my hand at fixing the con- some some stuff I thought could be a little funnier, tweaked a little. I I just changed some stuff for shits and giggles. Also, Jeff, God, he was fucking boring. He felt like a mannequin. Like I get he's an audience surrogate, but like you could do it more interesting. Yeah, that's true. All right, so let me get on to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I start? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, likes. The movie was actually funny. I wasn't expecting it to be like as funny as it was. I actually laughed out loud quite a few times. Not just because another like Ruthie's reaction to the movie made my night. There was a few scenes he was just like cringing like painfully. I don't have a high cringe tolerance. It's not even that cringe. It's just the jokes are just like not her thing. Yeah. yeah. Like the the office cubicle scene that was <sighs> That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Interesting choice though for uh charlie when he mentions his love him having a girl in bed he was like eating her out yeah like good on that part not good on like it was a collectible (laughs) 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 ruthie was really crazy little model falls on the girl's head he's like like, be careful with that it's collectible what about my head (laughs) it was like a pointy like dragon too and it like went straight for her eye Ruthie just got respect. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how the, like the, the normal dude is the one that can't get girls and the nerdy one is the one that can. Well, the one who got the girls, the writer for the movie, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he also produced it. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't direct. He no. did not direct it. Uh, some of the characters were actually pretty fun. Paul and Captain Olaf were obviously the best. Yeah. And Grandma, but she was so short it felt more like a fun cameo kind of deal. Also, there were like songs in the end credits that they made up, like just describe parts of the story. Like I, I listened to two of them, they were pretty fun. That was like a really I wish more movies did stuff like that. Uh the pacing was okay in a few moments, but it was a little weird, but it's fine. Also, the creature designs. Holy shit, you guys. Yeah, especially the ones that were uh the, the, it, it didn't rely on a lot of CG. They did do like really good practical for most of them. I mean, what CG? The the blood splatters for some. Also, the tentacles on the bus. Oh the yeah. RV at the end. The, the, I, yeah. It wasn't the. It's not bad. I'm just saying I liked the practical effects more, with the exception of the dog fish at the beach. Oh, the yeah. monster. That was a practical effect. I know it was a practical effect. I'm saying oh. it was derpy as shit. Oh, I loved how derpy it looked. It felt like a classic B movie. I, I loved it, but that's Was fair. that a dogfish or was that just one of the fish people? Well, it was one of the fish people, but it was like maneuvering like a dog. Mm. It was like on mm. all fours. Yeah. 
also they gave the exposition about like Cthulhu and all that through like an animated comic book look. And I thought that was really cl- a good way to get through it. I it wish was... they'd done the whole movie that way. I mean, yeah, but that's expensive. It's cool to be. That's super expensive. Yeah, I, I also think that was a very good way to do an exposition drop. <laughs> All right, the dislikes. I wasn't a fan of some of the jokes. And like, I understand it's a 2009 film. It was, a, I, I'm not like, I get it. I just thought like there's other ways to keep it more original. So like the rape jokes and the weird homophobic air between Paul, like Char- uh, Charlie and Paul. Yeah, but here's the th- like I know like the homophobic thing. I thought the gag was gonna be at the end of the movie. Charlie realize- realizes he has such chaotic bisexual energy. He does end up dating Paul. That was actually where I was gonna go with it. <laughs> so thanks for finding my fit for saying my fix for me. <laughs> it's fine, but like. That would have been better, but instead, nah. I mean, it's a 2009 yeah. film. I'm not holding it against, like, I'm not going to hold it against it. It's a, there were tons of movies back then that had the same jokes. What else? Was uh, he Jeff even was, homophobic? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, he was I like, I mean, well, he was I, just like, I don't swing that way. That's yeah, but he said. kept well, making it, like, weird, making off little comments well, here and there. And Paul was only talking about, like, having actual friends, because he got bullied in high school, and then Charlie's like, as soon as Jeff gets back in the car after being almost molested by the hotel dude, he's like, Paul's gay. Oh, yeah. That was a funny, like, I thought that part was kind of funny, but, like, I don't know. I thought where I could try to try to swing the joke okay. a little differently. I, I guess. I thought the Paul That was the only was one I could remember off the top There was of a bit head. more beforehand where he keeps pushing, like, I'm not gay, though. Like, don't, it's fine. I'm not gonna yeah, it's like Paul's gay. trying to have a human, like, a person-to-person connection. That's the, and... That part, the Paul's gay was a good, like, end uh-huh. to that, but I didn't like the middle. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Jeff was boring. Like, I don't know if I said that one. Also, Charlie isn't that fun until Paul shows up. And I also don't get how Charlie and Jeff are friends. Because Char- Jeff just kind of pushes Charlie down. Like, I don't know. It feels like they don't have anything in common. Jeff doesn't have anything. Yeah, Period. but even then, he doesn't have anything in common with Charlie. All right, here's the fixes. They're not too long. I actually believed them as friends. Really? Yeah. Because it, it just seemed like you know friend banter kind of stuff it i mean that part's fine it's more like i don't see the similar there's nothing in common like friends fight i get that and disagree but it just felt like he wasn't even gonna do the thing the comic thing until like he needed an excuse to not hang out with the girl he likes i, I agree with that on that one uh, no like mm-hmm. i get friends fight i've done it Ed no no I, like we've, we fought on the podcast yeah no not, not fight but like banter it just seemed a lot of it just seemed like banter and like it seemed like Jeff was was like a comic book nerd earlier. He just kind of dropped that later while Charlie didn't. Maybe. That could be a way to look at it. I didn't see yeah. it because he didn't know anything about the comics or anything. Uh, here's my fixes. So Jeff used to bully the shit out of Paul, right? Why not Charlie also? Like, wait. Because he's not- a, I want him to, Jeff, Jeff, what? Just for clarification, why did Jeff not also bully Charlie, or why did Charlie also not bully? This is a Paul? no, 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 no. This is a uh, fix. No, no, no. Why I'm just asking Jeff... for clarification on what you're saying. Jeff, why didn't Jeff also bully Charlie? Because mm. he's okay. already because like okay, when we think of Lovecraft as a person, what do we think of him as? Like, oh. join me in on this. A horrible racist. A horrible racist. That, that yeah, get that out of the way first. A beta male cuck. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he was. 
Uh, he was married for a time, but then his aunts convinced him to leave his wife and go back to his closet. Well, not his closet. That comes off weird. Uh, move back with them, and they will fund his lifestyle because he got disowned. Yeah, he was a he was. A, I've I've not seen his history. He's a loser. Like he's a good writer. He's a fun writer in some aspects. On the ra- if he can excuse the if he can excuse the racism. <laughs> That's oh, gonna bite if, me if in the you, ass. Uh, if you look past the racism if, to the actual content of his writing, it's decent. Yeah, it's fun. But he's a loser, right? Like, I I would be surprised if the dude was like a skinny little dude who like. I mean, he was. He was, but like, if he couldn't lift, so why not have Jeff be like kind of like a bully who hates nerds, and he's the the son of, <laughs> Lo- and then he's like the descendant of Lovecraft. I don't know. It feels hilarious. Chugs a white claw. It chugs a white claw with Nos at the same time. <laughs> injects himself self with steroid i don't think he's gonna be a bodybuilder i think if we're gonna keep char- uh Je- this is gonna be this is gonna be a meathead yeah he's just kind of like a meathead so they aren't friends in the beginning they're friendly enough but Jeff they live together though I'm changing, I'm changing it okay they're friendly enough but just chastises charlie for doing so much nerdy shit like the comic books and tells him that he needs to get laid charlie says tell him the exact same story as the last time he was about to get laid but then he accidentally reveals the part where she, it stopped. <laughs> yes, Ed? Isn't going down on a girl getting laid at least a little bit? A little definition? bit, but remember what, how that whole thing stopped is that he dropped the toy on, the toy dropped on her. And then she left. And then she left because he was more worried about the toy than her. Yeah, so I'm thinking he, that's, that's <laughs> obvious. I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> 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 God, one of my, if my, if one of my Warhammer minis falls on a girl, I'm going to look at the Warhammer mini first. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Ed's love life. Only if she listens to this episode. Oh, I'm going to tell her to find this episode first. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Send an anonymous link. <laughs> anonymous link. Uh, Not if I just show it to her first. <laughs> Self-sabotage. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so Jess starts to give him a hard time about it, but then he feels a little bad because he's trying to be better from when he was in high school, but he still has those tendencies. So he's inviting Charlie to his house for food, mainly for help selling the gift baskets because they're marketers now. It's also like, hey, help me out with this. I'll also buy you dinner because I feel bad, you know, kind of thing. I'll make you dinner. So the exposition has the same shit with the comic book and uh, everything's the same. I think the reason that, I guess to think of a good reason why he ha- why Charlie would have the comic book with him is he was already reading it or not that's too redundant maybe well, he's like oh i was gonna sell i was actually gonna give these away because they seem kind of lame i wasn't a fan of them anymore or what if he just bought it like and he forgot it in the trunk oh yeah that too so they're trying to figure out where to go right now so it's, we're coming to them you know the star spawn kills the professor and they're running away they're driving away and it's like where do we go and then charlie's like i play D with paul Wait, the guy whose legs or arms I broke? Yeah. Maybe he'll make some jokes that I'm like, you know, rolling dice won't help you look like less of a nerd, right? Some stupid joke like that. I This was not a good example. No, I, I got what you're going for. Yeah, but... You expect gains if you're rolling some stupid dice? I, I, that's hilarious, but gains was not a thing back in 2009. And Something I can't remember. Those... And considering back in 2009, I wasn't... <laughs> Maybe try some 50-pound dice. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. So then, you know, Jeff shits on Paul. The movie starts going the same for a little bit. Jeff will shit on Paul at first. Well, Paul's getting ready to help them. Then he almost, but then he again starts to feel a little bad. 
then they're all driving, all three of them. Jeff gets annoyed with the two, with Charlie and Paul nerding out during the car ride. And as he's driving and he just tells him, hey, I'm the driver, shut the, like, shut the fuck up, right? So it's awkward for a bit. So I think after the hotel shit where they can't get a, you know, they're just driving, they start talking about comic books again. And then Jeff gives, is the one who gets the idea of gorillas helping the fish samurai. So for context, for people who don't want to see this movie, which you should. Cowards. Cowards. Uh, it's on Amazon. Charlie and Paul are talking about like, Charlie want to make a comic about fish samurai. But like, where do they get the metal? How do they build it if they have fins? And then someone's like, what if the gorillas who have with opposable thumbs help them? It's like, that's amazing. (laughs) Which was really funny. So I'm like, why not have Jeff be the one who finishes the idea? And that way he's starting to bomb. And then the rest of the movie will play out the same. I didn't have a problem with the rest of it. Also, the captain's trauma. Wait, question? Yeah. Are you still going to have the hotel guy be really creepy? Uh... I don't, like the way he is. I don't know. I think he's just trying to get them to stay. And at first it comes across that way. But then you realize, oh. Well, he was. He gave first, some not very like, rapey vibes. Maybe not rapey, but he's more thirsty. <laughs> you know? Okay. So, so like how girls react with Henry Cavill on interviews? I don't, I I don't watch Henry Cavill interviews. Oh, well, I just watched like the super because then cut. I'm thirsty, so yeah. I watched the super cut of like Henry Cavill interviews, and oh my god, some of these women they crawl they calm the down, <laughs> they're so thirsty that even Henry Cavill in these interviews was like, like I want out, <laughs> I can be playing World of Warcraft right now, <laughs> but yeah, maybe just make him feel make the uh, the guy at the hotel just thirsty, yeah. Yeah, he's thirsty. He's thirsty. <laughs> so the captain's trauma uh, wasn't like funny enough. Also, like with many movies like Shape of Water, Venom, it has proven there's a lot of monster fuckers in the world. There's a lot of them. There's I, some people who would let a Venom. Long way. There's so many people who would let Venom lick them all over. <laughs> okay. Inside and outside. Yeah, and I actually I. I like the captain's trauma. I thought it was hilarious. Well, I changed the trauma. Reason. I think change it. That's fine. I get it. It's funny, but I think change the trauma. So here's the thing. So, so he fell in love with a merman who, again, used his slimy tongue all over him. The merman was killed, and he went to the desert to protect his newborn son, Gary. Wait, merman or maid? No, merman. Alien biology. Okay. You know, okay. biology. I, I'm not going to question it. Okay. <laughs> so here's another idea I had. He has a mer. He had a merman friend, who was killed, and then he was left half blind because of the whatever the attack was with an eye patch, and he's half mad from all the cosmic shit. Gary isn't even a mer person. He's just a dude being held captain by <laughs> captain by Captain Olaf. <laughs> so how does he die? He's left drowning because he's left so dehydrated that he just stays under the water, dunk under the water, right? And the thing is, Charlie puts his head under the sink because he's like, oh shit, he's a merman, he has gills. So it doesn't, un- and then once he dies, they come off and he's like, oh shit, <laughs> they were put on, they were sewed on. Oof. The last idea is that the captain was forced to eat one of the fish people he killed. And now he's let, and then Gary was like a little kid. And he's just letting him grow older for the prime eating age, just ready to eat him. 
I don't know. That's some gnarly stuff. I, I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I hate laughing at my own jokes, but I thought it'd be funny. Like, it's just so out there. You know, if if Olaf survived being mad, show it. <laughs> also, the movie had, like, did you mention the gun safety thing, like you said you were going to mention, or no? Oh, the gun safety PSA? <laughs> yeah. Right, they put the gun in the gun. They, they put their guns in the pants. No, 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 no. Like, Olaf didn't. Another thing I did like Olaf was oh, like, yeah, yeah he, that, that he was, was so suicidal. funny. So he's like, he put the bolts in another part of the plate. Of, yeah, he like put them outside by the trash can. Yeah, like it was, it was, it was funny. It led to a funny situation, yeah. but it was also like really good way to deal with that if you have to. Don't keep it. Well, I don't know. It was funny. It was also because he was a. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. It was, yeah. No, I know, but like it was just a Se- good way separating. For- yeah, no, that's a smart thing yeah. to do, like, realistically. I mean, that is actual gun safety. Maybe not, like, outside, but you're not supposed to keep No, but your... he, he was also keeping it away from him. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Okay. It's a smart way of doing it. <laughs> the last thing I want to fix is Charlie giving Paul shit for possibly being gay is because he secretly has a crush on Paul. <laughs> so, like, I know the message is, like, if you're being bullied for being gay, it's not, like, you know, if you're being bullied for being gay, it's because the other guy's gay, is the bully's gay, is not a good message, so I'm not trying to send that. So it's, like, it's not giving him a lot of shit, it's more like he makes jokes about Paul being gay. He but then wasn't he just keeps... bullied for being gay, he was he bullied was, for he being started a nerd. No, but it's a trope, like, if you're, if you're, uh, a lot of, like, homophobic people, they're homophobic because oh, they're yeah. secretly gay. So... Yeah, I'm not saying he was like bully, bully, but it, some of the again the jokes were like a little like starting to get a little weird. So I thought I'd kind of lean into that in a different way. So it's like Charlie is giving him a lot of shit for being gay. He makes jokes about Paul being gay, but the longer it keeps going, it's way too specific, and it gets hornier and hornier. <laughs> the longer like, and he's like out of breath by like the end, right? The last of the jokes, like it's pretty fucking obvious. And then when the captain mentions having a merman who did the grinding Nemo on him. Charlie looks at Paul away for me. It's just looking at me like, what the hell, Hector? <laughs> so when <laughs> it's getting some tears in his eyes. Uh, I so when he's mentioning that whole thing of like I had a fishman lover, Charlie's looking at Paul and just kind of biting his lip. <laughs> Ruthie, you good? <laughs> Just like no. this. Yeah, like that. Like Ed's doing like <laughs> side-eyeing like a, him. Like a side-eyes half smolder. Ed's doing it, and it kind of looks like it looks like a SpongeBob was trying to be. I'm sorry. It's he's doing like a he's exaggerating to the point. Looks like SpongeBob trying to give the bite like the sexy lip smolder thing. <laughs> oh Ruthie, no! No, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's all I have. I just wanted to. <laughs> all right. My I'm turn. ready. Okay. So it was refreshing getting to see 2000s humor again in a movie. Oh, it is. There's it's so things. nice. It's so nice. Like, uh, like, I understand it's not okay now. Times change. Yeah. Whatever. But like, it's humor. Anyways. uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was refreshing for like because i don't think it was in bad taste all the like homophobic jokes and stuff i thought it was pretty funny and it was like you know yeah 2000s product of its time but like still i thought it was kind of good movie was overall much funnier than i expected movie overall was not as garbage as i expected because it's not bad 
I'm, it's just like you, you can tell it's very amateur, but they did the best they could do with being amateur. They didn't like hit above their weight, is what, what I'm saying. I, I think the thing holding them back more was the budget. And they didn't, yeah, yeah, the definitely, definitely. But like maybe if they had more of a budget, they would try and do more and more. I think the budget really grounded it and set it in this kind of perfect way for this amateur kind of film. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Was it, yeah. It's overall, you know, just, I wouldn't really change much. You made me realize that Jeff was very one-dimensional. I really liked uh, Charlie as a character and actor. What would I change? Charlie's the most successful, I think, out of the main crew. I'm uh, sure I've seen Jeff somewhere else, though, that actor. Paul has been, uh, well, he's been background characters in a bunch of stuff. He was in Community. He was in The Office. He was in, I think he was he in actually, the original Red Dead. He I, what? He, was, he played a lot of background characters, like in Community, The Office, and Red, the original Red Dead. Red Dead Revolver? No, Red Dead Redemption. Oh. I always forget rendered revolvers a thing. Yeah, same. Yep. Revolver exists. I think uh, Paul's character, Michael, in Community did talk. Oh, okay. Because I could have sworn he had a few actually funny jokes. I could be wrong, though. Honestly, like, the exposition dump was, like, a good way of doing it. But, like, even then, like, you really need that much exposition. I don't know. Um, I see what you're saying. Because, like, if anyone's going to watch this, it's Lovecraft fans. They don't need... Well, I yeah, they, I think. Okay. No, but like, you didn't need like. Well, what, what my all point, that backstory. I think they were trying to give that backstory for people who weren't Lovecraft fans because mm-hmm. they were trying to reach a larger audience. Yeah, I don't know. That makes uh, sense. I didn't. Uh, well, I learned stuff from that. I didn't know that there were like, the the old ones went to the mountain. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, I think they changed some stuff. They too. changed a couple things. I don't think. I don't remember. I'm going to have to like re-listen to the Lovecraft audiobooks, but as far as I know, the uh, Cthulhu was like a priest of the old ones. He wasn't working against them. They were fighting something, but I don't think it was him and mm. those gods. But uh, yeah, it was kind of accurate, at least from what I remember. Okay. No, yeah, I agree. I know they don't. I know Cthulhu, like I said, was a priest. I'm like, I guess it's a bit different. Whatever, it's yeah. fine. It's better than some other Lovecraft movies. Yeah, better than some other actual Cthulhu Mythos movies. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like the Star Spawn. Really? No. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Just, I, I guess, yeah, if you want to have like a villain, but. It was so like weird going from like the professor to like these two dudes, and then like he shows up. I don't know. Oh, he showed up out. No- the problem is that he showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, you you broke into my apartment. <laughs> Movie movies funny at least. Yeah. Super funny. I don't know if I would change anything at all. It's so amateur. It's perfect how it is. It's uh, campy and stuff. I will say, yeah, the the little homophobic thing in the car was a little <laughs> was super cringy for cringe humor i would change it though because it was a little weird 
like uh, Hector was right like the very end with like Paul's gay like, especially because <laughs> the Tony says it in is like mommy's touching he's poking hey, mommy's poking me See, that part was funny yeah that was the fun one but at, the, the, the ones middle, before the lead up to it was just bad yeah like, it's a friendship bracelet <laughs> Yes, yeah, I don't know. I just also felt bad for Paul, yeah. too. But, like, even then, it didn't seem as funny. No. Yeah, I don't know. It, like, Paul breaking both his arms again is, like, hilarious. <laughs> my arms like, are really... broken. There's dynamite on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I, I... The only thing is, like, yeah, they... The when they met Captain Olaf, it it did that kind of thing that a lot of comedy movies do nowadays, where they stay on one guy just telling joke after joke after joke, and it gets a little overbearing. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of a Weasel or T.J. T.J. Miller, right? Yeah, in in Deadpool, where he's like talking, saying the same joke, saying different jokes about how Wade looks like. It's like you look like a old avocado fucked an older uglier avocado kind of thing and he just keeps doing all those jokes yeah my favorite was the topographical map of utah that (laughs) was actually funny but i I, the older avocado one was like "Eh." no no but like it's just that he 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 said like five jokes on that and it's just over and over and it's just like gets like come on move on like my dream is it it feels patty yeah yeah and that's what i that's how i felt like with olaf Yes. My dream is to see the. Uh, I know the footage got destroyed, but I do want to see how far that conversation, that joke went, because they're improving. I want to see how far it went. Oh yeah, the footage got destroyed. Of it? Footage got destroyed. Supposedly they went way too far. It might oh. be a marketing stunt that they said that. I don't know, but like I am curious. Also, T.J. Miller doesn't have a filter anymore, so you know who knows. I mean, I would be surprised if like Ryan. Reynolds also said some shit. He should not to the <laughs> TJ Miller's level, but I would not be surprised because yeah. he has a. I've seen from what I can tell he has a pretty good wit about him. Yeah, right. Ryan's funny. Um, yeah, I would change the Olaf thing. I would. How do you change it? Just cut it a little bit short. Oh, less of the same joke. Okay. Less of like the whole fish rapey stuff. Uh, more screen time for Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Like all the people are doing really cool action stuff. Cut to Gary's Gary. just, <laughs> He's just sitting doing there like, like a gasping for breath thing for like a fish, like opening yeah, yeah. and closing the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish we did videos sometimes for stuff like this. Yeah, and also they're they're friends, all right. And I believed it also because Jeff actually bought him a fucking comic book for his birthday. Like he's actually like he's actually like supporting or like giving him stuff that he knows this guy likes, even though he doesn't like it. That's fair. I did forget about that. Yeah. This movie is better than comedy movies coming out today. Like honestly. Hot take. It is. Hot take. It's funnier than all of the comedy movies for sure. French Dispatch. (laughs) I just then other comedy movies. What do you say? All right, then other comedy movies. <laughs> I'd say super. I was about to say super bad. I'm like, wait, no, that's the last one of that generation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I heard she got oh, breast so reduction so... surgery. What? That's like slapping God in the face. She had back problems, dude. 
fucking super bad. I need to see that movie. It's really funny. That's. I think that scene is in the very beginning of the movie. It sets the tone for the rest of the movie. It's great. It's so fucking. She had bad problems, dude. The way he says. Two thousands humor is my thing. Yeah, it was. It's there's a. There, I will admit there's some humor now that isn't as edgy unless you know where to look. Yeah. I think the last batch. That, Deadpool's like, like the edgiest one. It's not even that bad. It's always sunny. Well, I don't know. Like oh, edgy... sunny. Yeah, yeah, the newest season. I just finished it. And holy shit, sunny's was... pretty. Yeah. Pretty funny. I, I yeah, I, I watched an episode with Hector. A couple. Yeah, the new season. Ooh boy. Oof. I think that's the last bastion of it, though. Yeah. But it's also like it shows that they're not in the right, though. And I'm not gonna go over that. Uh, also, why did the star spawn like murder the cult uh, to show he's evil? Because they weren't fishy enough. One of no, them was, was a half breed. But he was a half breed. He wasn't a full uh, breed. Also, he said his get. He said the other ones were hungry. So. No. Oh. The, but it's also the like shadow over Innsmouth people. Yeah. yeah. Also, again, it's just like. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, I liked I liked the color out of space drop. Like, yeah, the color out of space drop. Uh, Gary was a reference to the color uh, to uh, Shadow over Innsmouth, Mountains of Madness. Um, I, I guess I miss the sh- what I miss the Innsmouth reference because he was tur- slowly turning into a fish. Person. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I just didn't connect until now for some reason. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, the whole movie is kind of like a reference to Call of Cthulhu because like Cthulhu's in his temple and that's. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, mm-hmm. the last third of the book was, was holy that. shit. Was uh oh it was a thousand years back. What? The, Cthulhu was in the in the in the lair for over a thousand years, right? Uh more than a thousand years. Never mind, because I was thinking like was they I feel like it's a missed opportunity that uh that what's his what uh the captain wasn't the one whose ship crashed onto Cthulhu and made it go back down. That feels like a very missed opportunity. I like that. I'm co-opting that for my fixes. I wish they. Had oh, I wish. I wish they had a, a name drop of Shubgigaroth. Because uh, I don't know. I really like that mythos of uh, that thing, the goat. <laughs> it would have been cool if they had mentioned like uh, I think it's Azathoth, the the blind idiot god. I've never heard of that one, actually. Really? Really? Well, according oh, to the Cthulhu mythos, everything that we know is reality is actually the dream of this blind idiot god, Azathoth. And if he ever wakes up, reality as we know it will cease to exist. Oh, shit. Oh, oh I've heard of that one. So he's a blind idiot. Mm-hmm. Who is in perpetual sleep. Nice. And, and, and if, if he, he ever, ever wakes up, we just... If he ever wakes up, we just cease existing. Yes, because reality is gone. Reality is his dream. Crazy. I believe, I believe he's like the king. He's like the king, and Shabgigaroth is the queen of the mythos. Tell me where he's mentioned because I have the whole H.P. Lovecraft collection on my. I Kindle. have no clue. I have just heard of him. Oh. in yeah. Ed, there's this magic thing called Google. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I'm a boomer. All right. <laughs> No, but yeah, I like this movie. It was funny. Uh, yeah, for nowadays thing, the humor was a little, but I enjoyed it. It was refreshing. Yeah, I, I'm not saying um, the movie should get canceled or anything. It's just like, I just thought, like, even back then, I didn't find those jokes as funny. 
I mean, I did laugh at one or two of the fish. I also liked when the star spawn first shows up to the cult and the guy's like, looks at his shirt, it's fucking unicorn with stuff. And he's like, I like your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) This, This movie had like, yeah, like the product of its time and just like my kind of humor, like stupid bullshit like that. Yeah. I mean, you're not alone. I don't like, I don't usually like like, when people use like for example the arsler but there's a scene where like the grandma or the paul is talking with his grandma and he says like please don't call me the arsler and she's like why you look like one i thought that one was no like it this is like yeah no it's fine yeah. it's always, I, lo- I, I missed that, that what the fuck scene. it was in the trailer too yeah because <laughs> he was like grandma please don't call me <laughs> like the arsler like you always do and then he like called her like a bitch or something and give her a kiss on the floor right oh yeah that's right <laughs> tag yourself i'm peanut butter whore <laughs> right he called her peanut butter whore that was it and then he kissed her on the floor and then and then and then like <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no the movie's great God, movie, movie was great i might watch this again honestly not with yeah, and there, i, I love to watch it but no i'll watch it again you guys are turning <laughs> me around on it <laughs> All yeah, right. I really wouldn't change too much. I'd also cut the uh, sequel bait bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's a little but sad. I do, I do want like I've never read Mountain of Madness. I I really like listening to Mountain of Madness. I don't know. I li- I like the audiobook. Oh, I I, have, I, I, I have it. Read it. I might read it later. Um, I like it. It the middle is really boring, but when it ramps up, ooh. Yeah, because uh, I don't know if you know of Darkest Dungeon. They came out with a second one, and mm-hmm. it's about the, the. It's called Red Hook Studio Studios, Red Hook. Oh, so they're yeah. Yeah, it's all Lovecraft, and okay. uh, I've never heard of Darkest. They Dungeon. go to the. Ed, tell me more. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the, the second one is Mount is the Mountain of Madness. They go to the mountain and they fight a big brain that's uh, got padlocks all over it. Oh, neat! Well, Mountain <laughs> Madness, uh, the first like four hours is a lot of exposition and the last two hours of the audiobook i should say is a lot of like so azathoth might be mentioned in there but um Mm. there is like a lot of exposition into the mythos also uh side note fun fact uh slash padding for the podcast it was really funny because when hp lovecraft wrote this google obviously wasn't a thing but like he wrote it and the story takes place entirely in Antarctica, but it's got a normal day-night cycle. <laughs> so he's just like taught like the 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 narrator is like, yeah, so in the day we just like we traveled and then like during the night we got attacked by this monster and then it was day again. So it's like was time loopy or is it just really the eldritch beings, man? Yeah. Like weird stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was interesting for me, like because I've listened to it a couple times. Well, like, Wait a second. Hold up. Antarctica does can have have long days and long days. They have day and night cycles, but the entire winter is night and the entire summer is day. Yeah. It's like six months. Yeah. So when he says we spent a day traveling. Oh. And then during the night. Yeah. Oh, it actually says during the night. Yeah, like the night fell and then we were attacked, and then the morning we went and saw what attacked, and it was maybe they weren't actually in our in Antarctica. They transported to some eldritch that that's plane of existence. Yeah, that makes sense. What did you say? 
Oh, I was saying like oh, earlier, I was saying like, well, Ruthie, they had good constitution. Oh, <laughs> that they can run for six months. They can travel for six months nonstop. <laughs> is the Mountain of Madness actually a mountain, or is it like it's a mountain or... series of mountain ranges that are oh. bigger than a Mount Everest? Ooh. Oh. So is it? It isn't just one mountain. Yeah, it's Hence. like a bunch of mountains. Oh, mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, likes. Anyways, you. I I liked because I'm um, you know me a uh, huge giga nerd can't shut up about these kinds of things. The opening scenes of the of uh this movie reminded me of JoJo Part Three. All right, because they find the relic. Like yeah, because it's the two fishing guys off the coast of the Mediterranean, and they fish and they find something that they shouldn't, and then they all miss it, disappear mysteriously. Come on. Good job, I'm not spoiling it. Come on. Yeah. I liked the animation. I thought it was really good. Were budget not a constraint? I would have fixed it by saying make it animated because pretty. Oh, the whole movie? Yeah. Uh, like Hector was saying, I liked the monster designs. They were fun and uh, mostly practical and really well done, except for the really derpy fish monster Those on the beach. made it better for me. <laughs> I, I didn't like it at the time, but may- uh, maybe it's growing on me now, or maybe I'm getting pout, like, I don't know, Stockholmed into it by you two. Um, peer pressured. Peer pressured, maybe. Half peer pressure, half Stockholm. Uh, I liked the gun safety PSA. The CGI gore was kind of fun. <laughs> That's the best. That was really fun. Oh, and I liked Paul's grandma. Dislikes. I, the, the quote that they used at the very beginning of the movie before they descended into JoJo, I didn't like it. Oh, the H.P. Lovecraft quote? Yeah, it was, it was so boring. Like, I don't know, the way Love, Lovecraft always begins, at least the ones that I've listened to, he always likes to begin them with these really wild rambly things. Like he could have pulled something, they could have pulled something from uh, Call of Cthulhu or they could have done uh, the opening monologue from uh, the Dunwich Horror. That would have been a good good one for this movie. I felt like the one that they did was kind of basic bitch territory. Was it an actual interview with him? I have no idea. Oh, I can't remember what it, it could was. have been made up entirely. It didn't sound like him. Um, now I want to read my favorite opening passage to <laughs> Lovecraft. A lot of exposition. I loved how animated it was, but it did kind of like drag on just a little bit, kind of near the end. Like, I get Charlie was having a good time, but like, come on, pick it up. Ed, I'm sorry. I know you said you like Charlie. Uh, I wrote exactly, I cannot underscore how much I hate Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> at least in the first half of the movie he was like i don't know he was such a dick especially like in the office the the opening office scene with jeff and uh charlie <laughs> did neither of them favors like yeah. for audience liking their characters at least for me i kind of like they were assholes starting off that's fine yeah i'm mean, just always sunny fan though so i'm used to that <laughs> Uh, some of the dialogue was not great. Like what? I can't. I can't remember, dude. Oh, okay, yeah. you write that one while watching the movie. Yes, that's fair. There were some bits where it was like kind of clunky. 
I can't see that. And there was some like meta jokes that I did like, I will say, like uh, I kind of referenced this in a fix I did later, but at the very beginning of the movie, there's the professor and he's talking with another like more tenured professor and uh, the tenured professor is like, you need to go find Jeff. He's the last Lovecraft. He's the, he's the MacGuffin you need to find to save the day. And the professor's like, but I've, but I've been here like 10 years less than you guys. I'm probably just going to die in three days. Right. And the, the other professor says, yeah, definitely. Good luck. <laughs> I don't know. There was there was some good jokes. That's what I'm trying to say. The beach deep one looked really bad. I, I harped on that as much as I could. And I just, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of the fish rape monologue as much. I like I liked Hector's fi- fix with the grinding Nemo. On to my fixes. I kind of didn't like just like how random it was. Like, oh, we're a secret society. Oh, we have omnipotent knowledge of everything pro- plot related. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So I was thinking, I don't know. You don't like the Lovecrafts? Oh, the society that keeps the, it on the this? The Miskatonic University, they have like, I don't know. I didn't like how they just instantly knew that Jeff existed. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of lame. Uh, so my, in my mind, what, could, what they could have done was when Paul was in high school, uh, he was friends with Jeff and Charlie. And for shits and giggles for one day, he did a genealogy of Lovecraft because at one point Lovecraft was married to some uh, a woman and the two of them had to move away because she got a job and then his aunts had courted him back and then he lived with them for the rest of his life. And this part's real. This is the actual history. Yeah, it's a major for the yeah. audience. Yes. So, but so he could have had a child. It is possible he could have had a child. Mm. Uh, so in my mind, what happened was Paul did the research, found out he did have a wife, find out, oh, the wife had mysterious child, like uh, adopted a nephew, because that's kind of what you did back then. And then he like traced the genealogy and he got really excited and he told Jeff and Jeff got like really weirded out slash insecure slash whatever high schooler emotions. And that's what started him bullying Paul. (laughs) At the same time, um, he can't be related to a bitch ass nerd, can he? Exactly. So he told, not only did he tell Jeff, he also sent that in as his acceptance letter to Miskatonic University, like his essay. Oh no. And for some reason, Miskatonic like totally wrote him off. It could have been, oh shit, we're a secret society. He found us out. Or this, this guy submitted an essay, this 500 word essay as an actual graphic novel no or even just like this is atrocious grammar i don't know either of any of those options it's in papyrus font (laughs) ban him from every institution ever comic sans give him give him the make him the dean break his arms and his legs if it's comic sans (laughs) (laughs) so yeah at the beginning of the movie it's like we didn't know there was a lovecraft but there is one if you contact this guy Paul, he can help you find the real, uh, the love, the like heir to Lovecraft, and maybe he'll be able to withstand the madness or whatever. Can I say something? What? I actually really like the whole him giving his 500 word essays of graphic novels. Like, actually, <laughs> I felt really like funny. that bit car- is character. That is a 2000s level humor, like <laughs> in a weird way. You kind of got it. <laughs> Thank you. I would get rid of the scene with Jeff and Charlie at their work. It's it's awful and it doesn't do their characters any favors. Like I said. 
It makes Charlie look like an asshole and Jeff looks like an actual mannequin. So, I don't know. What? And it makes him seem like not, he just seems like unhuman. He looks like Jeff, it reminds me of, what's his face? Facebook guy. Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah, Mark. The lizard. Yes, he gives me Mark Zuckerberg vibes in that scene. Okay, that makes sense. So, get rid of it. Okay. Like, they're driving on the way home. They're, like, bitching to each other about what went wrong about the way. And they're, you can flanderize that scene just 10%, and it would sound like two people bitching about their days, you know? Okay, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> uh, while they're on the way home, Charlie gets, like, a phone call, and he's like, or, like, Charlie gets some kind of reminder. He's like, right, Jeff. Uh, I forgot to tell you, you remember Paul from high school? And Jeff's like, yeah, the one who kept saying that was related to Lovecraft. And then I bullied him. What about him? He's like, oh, well, Paul wanted to get in contact with you. And here's what I kind of wrote. Because again, remember that joke at the beginning of the movie. So Charlie tells Jeff, hey, you remember that guy we used to bully in high school? He reached out to us recently. Jeff. Oh, is he finally seeking therapy and ready to confront me, uh, confront me for all the terrible things I did and better himself? No, he just said that there's a guy here and he's here to protect you from a fish cult. Ah, yeah, let's not meet up then. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, the two of them decide to, like, piss into, like, you know, uh, ghost Paul. Uh, As they're driving away, they find the fish cult. And I actually had the idea, like, they're driving by and they're like, oh, look, a weird guy, like, a weird LARPy guy. He's, like, in a fish costume. And that's when they find the professor because they hit him with with their car (laughs) mid-battle. I don't know. That's that's all I have. But yeah, then they get to Paul's. And so then you the... can get rid of the Paul disbelieving thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he was the one who was first introduced. Or keep keep the scene with the Silicon Valley dude. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I want to change as little about the like the fact the stuff of the grandma house as possible. The <laughs> only thing I want to get rid of is like Paul being like, "Oh, that's a fake. I don't believe it." But no, he's but like, "I have a replica." Man. Yeah. <laughs> just meh. but yeah. All right. It's pretty good. This movie was better than I thought it would be. And more enjoyable than I thought it would be. It's still kind of bad, but you know. It's bad in a good way. Yeah. Pretty yeah. And yeah, I you know, I wouldn't call it bad. It's just amateur. That's what it is. It's not my cup of tea. I don't see how that's my problem. No, no, no. cut it, cut it, cut it. Say it one more time. It, it wasn't my cup of tea. I forgot the part where that's my problem. Oh, that's that's yeah. that's the Raimi meme. I know you're going. Yeah, for the yeah, meme. yeah, yeah. That's the Raimi meme. You gotta <laughs> forgot, get it right. I forgot the. I forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah. C. C. C? No, I agree. It's a C. Really? Yeah. I was thinking like C plus B minus. I had a more fun time with this movie than I thought I was going to. <laughs> yeah, it's like the best they could do with what they had. It's like the best amateur movie I've seen in well, your life. There's Blair Witch Projects, so never mind. Uh, yeah, I'd say Blair Witch Project's pretty fun, and it did kind of start a genre. Yeah. I've never seen Blair Witch. See, Project. Watched... Hey, make sure you say Project, because there is a movie called Blair Witch. Oh! See, I yeah. saw the CinemaSins Blair Witch Project too many times before I actually watched Blair Witch Project, and it got to the point where I was, like, pavlogged, so I kept laughing, because I'd remember the CinemaSins. Oh. Well, I remember, I watched... Good, like, really good? Huh? Was back when CinemaSins was really good? Yeah. Okay. When did, 
Yeah, Blair, I think I saw Blair Witch Project like the year after it came out or something like that. And Ed, hmm? Blair Witch Project's old. It's it's from the nineties. It's from the nineties. Yeah. No Are you thinking of a different movie? Because you're our no. age. Yeah, no, there. That boomerang, like boomerang, did a Scooby Doo riff off Blair Witch Project. Oh, it's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, so, no, never mind. I, I saw it in like two thousand twelve or thirteen. I think. Right after uh, paranormal, paranormal Activity started coming out. Because I researched that. And it's like, oh, it's Blair Witch Project. So I'm like, oh, oh, a horror movie? <laughs> Who's next pick? Wait, do we not do, talk pick? about what we've seen or anything? Oh, okay. No. What we've seen? Yeah. seen or in- watch Arcane. Everybody watch Arcane right now. <laughs> Power comes to those who would do anything to get it, to attain it. Nice. First take. Hector and I watched the QAnon documentary at my behest. I also made Hector start watching Columbo. You just made Hector start watching what? The, uh, Columbo. Columbo. The fuck is Columbo? What? What? Columbo is like... Uh, it's a reverse whodunit. The detective already knows who did it. You yeah. see the person what? to commit the crime. It, the whole thing is Columbo making the person try to reveal how they did it. So even though he already knows. Peter Falk, who's the actor of Columbo, he describes the process of the murderer being caught like being eaten by it, being nibbled on by a duck. So the way it works is you watch the entire murder happen and then Columbo comes onto the scene like a third of the way into the movie or episode. the first two episodes are technically movies, but uh, he comes onto the scene and he plays a bumbling idiot like, ah, oh, oh, look at that. I, I dropped my pen. Hey, would you look at that? Isn't that weird? One huh. more thing. Yeah, just just one more thing. Have you considered you're the murderer? It, it's a lot. We're underselling it, but yeah. it's a lot There's more a, interesting than it. My I mom think. used to watch it when I was a kid, and uh, I saw a bunch of memes on it on YouTube, and I was like, Hector, I want to rewatch Columbo with you. And I asked my mom, and she threw all the DVDs at me. So uh, we're forced to get. We're them forced all to watch them all. Just watch our game. We already did. I'm talking to the audience. Ed literally kidnapped us in our own home and made us watch Arcane. Basically, yeah. And he, and he still hasn't even finished his end of the deal. We have to reveal up our public, but yeah. <laughs> I'm shaming him. <laughs> also, oh, mine. I had a great, weird time. Great, great. I had a really weird week because I was like snowed in because of work. Hey. So what? I couldn't work, sorry, because I was snowed in. So... This is the last few weeks. So we had took a bit of a break because of holidays. Mm-hmm. I watched Spider-Man No Way Home. Good shit. Good shit. Ed, have you seen that? Yes, twice. Okay. Okay. Twice? Yes. Damn. I saw it by myself and then my brother wanted to see it. Okay. Nice. Second thing I saw was the, the new Matrix movie. I saw I Nightmare saw- Alley too. You saw Nightmare Alley? How is it? It's good? Really good. It, it didn't need to be as long as it was, but it's really good. Hector wanted to watch it with you. I didn't want to watch it. I, I'm up for watch. I get free movies. I can watch it again. Uh, last one. I played through all of Psychonauts 2 in like the span of like a week. <laughs> it's just like, ugh. You guys, it it's, was the true game of the year winner in my books. It was really cute. I listened to him play it. I want to play it now. It's you know so what's good. a better game? No, Ed. What am I going to say? 
You're, I, let me guess, Darkest a wrong, Dungeon? A, a, a wrong answer. That's what you're going to No, say. that's the wrong answer, yeah. But you know what's a better game? Are you going to say Smash Bros? No. You saw me play. You, you saw it through Discord. You saw what game I was playing. What? I was paying attention. You didn't see it? I oh, uh, Beyond the Reach. Into the Breach. Into the Breach. I got it. I, I, close enough. That's a good-ass game. Ed has shit-tasting games, everyone. He won't even finish Hollow Knight. I... Excuse me? <laughs> he won't even finish Hollow Knight. I, I'm I'm into into the breach right now. Right, I'm too deep. I need to I need to but, I want to 100% the game. All right. Afterwards, he won't even play Hollow Knight. I just like my train game. She's been playing Sunless Guys. I got it. <laughs> I like my train. Game. It's my no. space train game where I get very scared. Guys, if you like I'm really good there. writing and level design, Psychonauts too. Like Jesus, Psychonauts can go suck my. <laughs> You'll be sucking it. Such a great game. I'm never gonna play it. Coward. <laughs> you're lost. Like I'm saying this genuinely now. Like character gone, you're lost. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, I'll stick with my uh Hades and Into the Breach. Oh, Hades is fun. Yeah, about Hades. Oh, I I, so. I beat it already. It's fun. You <laughs> wait, 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 hold up, hold up. <laughs> you beat Hades? You can beat Hades. Yeah. It's like so you 100 percented the game. Not 100 percent but I beat. So the story. yeah, you didn't beat Hades. I beat it's the a story. roguelike. Yes, it's story. a roguelike. It's a roguelike. You replay it. It's for replayability. Ed, I don't have the patience. I have so much ADHD. I can't play that game for that Hades. long. I, you know how many times I've replayed or the like story of Into the Breach. I need to move I'm on. Take a dude. gander, a guess. No, hyper burn. Sixty nine. No, I'm I'm probably gonna say around forty playthroughs, finishing it, and like the first six were four losses. Play it 20, 29 more times, please. Play it twenty nine more times, and then some. Yep. All right, next movie. Who's pick? Ruthie picks. I want to do uh, just in time. I think that one's good. I can check. In time, one. the one Justin or, Timberlake. Oh yeah, in time. I always oh. call it just in time because Justin Timberlake is the the main character. That's I've my first. Seen mix. that movie? I haven't seen it. Do, do you think you can fix it or do you want me to pick something else? It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad? Yes! Perfect. Ah! Now you get to fix it. Currency is time. <laughs> Subtlety is a thing for cowards, okay? Yeah. Well, it's it's a it's more subtle than me calling it just in time because just in time. That would have like, been perfect. I know. They missed an opportunity, honestly. Join us next time for Justin Timberlake in time. Or in Justin time featuring in, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake's in time for what? To come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Anyway. <laughs> I'm bringing sexy back. <laughs> you want to get frosted tips? <laughs> <laughs> the ramen noodle hair. Let's do it. Yeah, bro. Next time. Join us for me making fun of Justin Timberlake more. I'm I'm ready. I'm 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 down for that. I swear he has frosted tips in the movie. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, goodbye right. everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Today's film was The Last Lovecraft: Relic of Cthulhu, directed by Henry Sain. The screenplay was written by Devin McGinn. The cinematographer was Cameron Cannon. Go show some of their various social media accounts. They made a movie, which is more than we can say here.